What's up, everybody? Welcome back to My Friends and I. I am your host, Keaton Leak, and today... Uh, hold on, let me start over. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to My Friends and I. I am your host... Uh, hold on, let me start over. <laughs> what was it that I wanted to say? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to My Friends and I. I am your host, the brightest, with tinnitus, Keaton Leak. Joining me today is my good, good friend, a man who I've known for almost my entire life, Grayson Lee. How are you doing, Grayson? I'm doing real good. Thanks for having me. I'm real excited to be here. All right, let's get down to the questions. Okay. Keaton, real real simple to start off with. We both have matching tattoos. It is of a purple star on our left shoulder blade. Keaton, if you could explain what those purple stars are from. Mm, yeah, so JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a manga, well, it was a manga created in like the 80s, 90s? I don't know, like a long time ago, 30 years ago? What would that, that's the 80s, yeah. So it was a manga created 30 years ago by a man who has not aged a single day in his life. And it is, JoJo's great. JoJo, it's just bizarre. It's the second word in the title, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's like nothing ever. The thing I really love about JoJo is Araki fell in love with like fashion and like poses and like just it's, it became so flamboyant. Ah. You'd think I'd be able to to form more concise ideas about my favorite thing in the world, but it's just so, there's just something about it. So JoJo is broken up into parts. Each part is its own story. And basically every part uh, has to do with a member of the Joestar family, uh, the family tree, right? Uh, generations. And uh, each of them have uh, this Joestar family birthmark, which is a star uh, right above the, what is it, left shoulder blade, you know, back back on the shoulder. So that's the, the tattoo that we got. I had wanted it since I fell in love with JoJo. The art in JoJo, which is honestly what I love the most, doesn't... In my opinion, it doesn't start getting really good until part six. That's when, like, part late, in the middle of part four is when the style shifts to his his style. You know, the style that he's, been come, that he's come to <clears throat> be known for. So it goes from big buff guys from parts one to three, and then a little bit into part four, to those good good twinkie boys uh and he there there are poses in the early parts but the poses are much more prominent in the later parts and the poses it's like designer fashion model poses uh and that's the thing like in the early parts he probably he probably had a he probably always had a thing for for fashion a passion for fashion if you will uh but it's not until the later parts that like it really starts to 
like that's his style. You know? I think you could I think you could say at that point he was really starting to feel comfortable and not necessarily in a typecast where he was thinking, Oh, I have to make it these buff boys because I'm making this for Shonen. I bet by then he started thinking, All right, this is now my own kind of property. Uh I'm really going to make this my own. Yeah, once he started getting popular, he was like much more comfortable in like making his own style he did his the style that he was creating didn't have to fit the style that had been come to be known you know for the type of manga he was making um way later on like part i think i think it might have been at the start of part seven but definitely by the time part eight came out um it it started the Joda's Bizarre Adventure was being sold in a different manga like magazine. Uh, originally, it was in like Shonen Jump, you know, Shonen Jump. It's like Naruto and like Bleach and One Piece and, and now not all they're not all like big buff guys, but it's all Shonen, you know. And Shonen has historically been you know, for like a specific age range. Characters who are usually predominantly males who are these like, they're they're not always the strongest, but by believing in themselves and in teamwork, they're able to overcome literally any adversity. Yeah. Which, so it, that, it gets so stale. It, I mean, just a quick Google. Shonen is, quote, uh, manga aimed at a young teen male target demographic. The age group varies with individual readers in different magazines, but it's primarily intended for boys between the ages of 12 and 18. So it's like that's that's what it was, you know. Um, and uh, historically, especially in the 80s and 90s, uh, with like stuff like Fist of the North Star, you know. It, it was all big buff guys. Uh, stuff like Dragon Ball, you know? Like, big guys screaming and, like, punching, you know? Uh, and it wasn't until later that he really came into his own, really came into his own style. Um, and like I was saying, uh, in 7 and 8, it has now been... It's... Uh, the target demographic is... I think it's Sanin? That might be a, a, a Naruto like class of ninja uh, that yeah, might be hanada uh, uh that's just uh, a Orochimaru. type of ninja and uh, <laughs> i don't know anyway uh, the later parts of jojo are targeted towards the older demographic yeah uh, it's really great y'all should check out jojo great okay so second question uh, we have spent most of our, all of our childhoods playing video games. Uh, just everything from I, games. Just my childhood. Nintendo. What? I mean, I like. Well, uh, sorry, I meant up until Most now. of my life, uh, including time when I should be studying. All right, so second question. <laughs> we... Man, hey, what, uh... this is going to be rough. So, second question. 
We have been playing video games for our entire lives, from Nintendo 64, GameCube, all of the PlayStations, two of the Xboxes. We, it's just been relentless. Uh, what would you say, do you have any memories that are like very clear in your mind, highlighted experiences playing video games and why were those moments extremely important to you um here i'll give an example to start it off we played the legend of zelda skyward sword on the nintendo wii and it's an awful place to start it off hold on uh so we had played. I don't have any memories of Skyward Sword. Anyway, you were saying. Oh no no no! I, I, I said, did I not say Twilight Princess? You said Skyward Sword. Right, Skyward Sword is a very bad game. Uh, I have distinct memories of us playing The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess on the Nintendo Wii as kids. Uh, and what ended up happening was our mom bought us a hint guide, which was basically a thick book that would walk you through the entire game and tell you how to do anything, how to get to the next level, what to do in the next level, and how to find all of the secret items in between. And so what ended up happening was Keaton would be playing the game and not want to give it up because he's an older brother, and so he would just give me the walkthrough and ask, where am I supposed to go? And so it became this interesting older brother, younger brother situation which i feel like most siblings ended up encountering where he would be playing the game and i would be researching through the book saying all right next go here find this wall open up this panel you'll shoot something on the right and it became this like extremely fun codependent relationship while playing that game and i just remember during the final level for some reason mom was in there too and you were taking down the final boss and you got it. And we all were just screaming for joy and then immediately got ice cream. Um, yeah. I, what would I do without your memory? Uh, historically, for those who don't know, Grayson got all the good memory. I got uh, none of memory uh, at all. Um, I've got about like two megs of memory running in this processor that no uh memory doesn't run in a processor uh anyway i got you would have remembered that if you had any i got two megs of ram up here uh but uh but yeah um what i specifically remember about twilight princess was that uh we more or less like i'm hesitant to say that we definitely did because i don't remember but I want to say we 100%ed it. Uh, we basically did because we we didn't even know what 100%ing was back then. We just wanted to go through everything in we the... We just did it all. We just did it all because I kept going through the book saying, oh, we can do this now. And we did. I don't know if we collected all the heart pieces because that's a lot of work. But we definitely did the extreme... We did like the long side quest, like finding all of the, all the those souls. Yeah, the pole, the post. Yeah, we collected all the bugs. We, uh, I, can't I don't know what else we was spent there like probably in hours in that game just looking for different kinds of bugs. And we have the hint book. All it is is go to this place, go to that place. Um, but uh, we got all the howling stones. We got all the, yeah. 
Um, but uh, I also remember when we beat it, we went to our dad's almost immediately afterwards. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, mom had called dad and said, I know you're picking them up. They just beat this super hard boss. Can you take them to go get ice cream? Oh, she, she did? I don't, that's I don't, why, that's, I don't, that's why I don't we got even, ice cream. Dad took us to the Ben and Jerry's by his house. I don't even remember the ice cream, but, uh, but yeah, I remember we beat it right before we went off to our dad's house. Um, I but, remember he was waiting outside and we were like, hold on, hold on real quick. We got to kill Ganondorf. He's yeah. a problem. Man, I really want to, did, did that game, that came. It got rebooted. It's on the Wii U though. Yeah, but uh, Wii U reboot is barely a reboot at all. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Wii U uh, was basically the Switch that nobody bought. Um, the Wii U was the Nintendo console that came out after the Wii, and it was uh, yeah, basically just I don't think that required a, uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, an explanation. It was, it was only a Wii, but the only difference was it uh, came uh-uh. with this like it came with this Leapster tablet that you could use that would help you with games, but really it was mostly just a hindrance. It had, if I remember correctly, I mean, don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure it had uh, better hardware. Uh, but on the outside, it, it really did look like the only thing it had was the tablet. And that only caused confusion. Like, uh, and, and it, people didn't even really know it was the next console. Like it, it seemed, it seemed like a strange add-on. It it just didn't work. Um, Not only that, they took down any like YouTube publicity of them, and so it oh, they, yeah, they lost an extreme problem. amount of publicity, and so it it failed as it, well. It wasn't publicity. What they took down like gameplay and stuff of Wii U games and stuff. So, and so nobody could see it and say, "That's fun. I want to play that." It just, like, a bunch of stuff went wrong. I really want to replay that, but can't. Not really. I don't have a Wii. Anyway, yeah, that was a great game. And I do remember we, like, we went all the way through it. I remember two games that really stand out in our childhood were The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Both um, great games. Both games that I'm pretty sure I played uh, extensively, and you did not. Uh, <laughs> I, you, were, I, you were always I, watching. I watched uh, Wind Waker a lot. I ended up playing it a good bit eventually, but I watched Wind Waker a lot. And then while you while you weren't playing, obviously, I did play a lot of Paper Mario, but not... I think I think the the thing I'm justifying in my, my head is once uh once dad moved and the TV was in my room including the GameCube I played all of those GameCube games a lot more on my own. Mm. Yeah, I guess cuz if I was ever in your room I was playing the stuff. But I wasn't always in your room, so I guess there was plenty of time that you could have been playing those games. Now, hold on to that next note, Keaton, because real quick, we're going to go to an ad break. You have ads? 
Hey guys, I just want to tell you about Circle Space. Circle Space is a uh, service that you can mail in a your money, you know, and they'll send you a book on how to uh, organize a corkboard bulletin board. It gives you all the stuff you need to know, you know, uh, which kind of thumbtacks to use, what kind of paper to use, you know, what what you want the 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 words to say, you know, and you can just make your own bulletin board, uh, you know. Guys, I want to tell you about blue. Now, blue is a pile of hay that you can sleep on. It feels really good. Hey gang, I'm here to tell you about orange mattress. That I already did a did a bit for this. Remember when I oh, said that's blue? What, that's what blue was. It's a pile of hay that you can sleep on. I thought you were doing. I I, I could not understand how that connected to Blue Apron. <laughs> Let me tell you tell you all about Yellow Smock. Yellow Smock. They send. It's a subscription box. They send you paint supplies. You can make your own uh, uh, painting at home. It's great. I eat my paint all the time. Yeah, also, you know, um, Luigi's Mansion was, like, a really yeah. big, a really big, uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, Pikmin 1 and 2, uh, you know, GameCube, I think. GameCube worked out real well for our childhood. GameCube, I think, is my favorite, my favorite console of my childhood. Um, there's, there's probably plenty of games on, like, playstation that i loved uh at the time uh and now you know but gamecube something about the gamecube they nintendo popped almost out some every good game, ones almost every game we played as kids i can think of a nintendo gamecube game where it was like okay that one was better uh, sonic adventure that was another really big one for sonic us. adventure battle 2 was my literal childhood we had Wind Waker. We had Luigi's Mansion. We had Super Smash Brothers Melee. That, you know that is, of, a, that is a, a completely different memory. Super Smash Brothers Melee with our dad. Just and playing Monkey that. Ball. And Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball is this weird, weird game for you don't, those who don't know in which you're a, a tiny monkey in a big old clear capsule ball. And they put you on this weird little board of like there's no walls on it and your goal is to get from point a to point b and it looks like you're rolling the ball but in all actuality the way the game works is whenever you move the stick you tilt the entire world and when you tilt the world forward it, it leans you down and so the ball starts rolling down if you, let's say it was just a straight line you lean down and it would just starts rolling down the path it was completely unique for its but it, time but it it, and my it, dad was like, obsessed that's, with it. That's how like it works, but it also it translates pretty well to just moving the the ball. Like it's got some like like it it it's not like the controls aren't a hundred percent. You know, you're not moving the ball. You are moving the world, but it's a really good. What's like? What's the word? It, it's a little. It's not slidey, you know, like like it were on ice, you know. 
you can't control it 100%, but you can control it like 90%. And yeah. that's that the 90%, that 10% difference, that's where it, like the real fun like it it, it it adds to the to the difficulty in a way that's really unique and really fun. Speaking Gotta of monkeys. That out. <laughs> speaking of monkeys. Speaking about monkeys. <laughs> Sorry, one more time. Speaking about monkeys, Ape Escape. Ape Escape. That's one of those PlayStation ones. That was Ape really... Escape. And not not just because monkeys, but also because dad. Uh, uh -huh. did dad like yeah. Ape Escape? No, but uh, we were stuck on the fifth boss of Ape Escape 2, which was a red monkey. He was a not, wrestler monkey. Not, not not a red monkey. Red monkey. He was the red monkey. That was monkey. his name, right? His name was Monkey Red. Monkey uh, Red, yeah. <laughs> so Monkey Red was one of the bosses in Ape Escape, and... He was a wrestler monkey that you had to battle, and we could not. We could not defeat him, no matter how hard we tried. Even though if we probably tried a little harder, we probably could have beaten him. We uh, could not defeat him, for we were children. We were genuine children. Uh, I would know, because later we had to stop playing the game. Because <laughs> I would my know. Brother, because my brother stuck his finger into the disc hole... He stuck it so far into the hole that his finger was stuck, and the only solution we could find after 30 minutes was breaking the game in half. So we were children. But with Monkey Red, we could not defeat him. And so what does any kid do when they can't do something? They call their dad. And so we brought dad in even though he did not know how to play the game, nor had ever seen the game before. His first nor experience had any... playing the game, typically people get a tutorial. His first experience was the thing that we couldn't beat. <laughs> if we can't beat it, well, like, hey, I want to get past this. An adult, please. Someone else do this. Someone do this for me. We believed that he just, as our dad, could defeat it easily. It took him, like, a full hour, the first 30 minutes to learn how to play the game. But he eventually beat it. And we thought he was so cool. And thinking back at as this, as a now at least semi-grown adult, you gotta give him credit. That, that man took the time to say, all right, I probably have work today, but my kids really care about this game, and so I'm gonna sit here to figure out how to beat it. Nah. Our dad's our dad's the coolest. Our dad's pretty cool. One thing I remember about uh, Paper Mario is, um, and and I I totally forgot about it until I started replaying Paper Mario on emulator. Um, but I had this memory that the little Yoshi character uh, that you get you get to name him. Um, and I remember my Yoshi being named Grayson and then some character. Was it a star? Was it a heart? What was it? I think, one I think it was a star. Yeah. Um, or but, no, uh, it was a, it was a heart because you were doing it as a 
weird affection thing to me being like, hey, I rag on you, but I care. Yeah. Um, but I just had the memory that it was named Grayson and like the Grayson and the Yoshi are tied, were tied in my memory. And it wasn't until I was replaying it and I asked you and you uh, reminded me that I remembered that that was what it was because. Um, hey, but, uh, huh? I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've been replaying Paper Mario the Thousand oh, yeah, Door on emulator as well. Uh, Did you name your Yoshi Keaton? I named him Keto. But that that's a that's a good tie-in to um, a like a really important aspect of our relationship. I don't know when exactly it happened, but at the beginning part of us knowing each other. Uh, from year three of me onward and year zero of you, you know, <laughs> uh, we weren't particularly friends. That was my fault. Uh, I, I was, I was also, I was, I, don't get me wrong. I was extremely annoying. Well, yeah. Like you were three years younger than me. You were always a step behind me and like, like a step behind me developmentally, you know? And like I, it annoyed I me. genuinely tried to annoy you sometimes, though. Sure, yeah, <laughs> but like it, I don't know. Anyone, <laughs> real quick, I think... real quick. I have a memory of our aunt Christy teaching us this method where we would go up behind someone and we'd. Pre she taught us how to make it sound like we spit in their hair, and so we oh, kept yeah. doing each other to gross each other out. And then I remember one time you were on the computer, and I just sweeped up from behind you and actually spit in your hair and it took you a while to realize but once you did you were so mad yeah because it wasn't it. even like a bit i just spit on you i remember the fake spitting um anyone who i've ever fake spit into their hair they didn't like it even when i explained that it, i didn't actually spit because it feels like you spit in their hair <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believed me. I was like, no, I didn't really spit. I just blew some air. They're like, no, you spit my hair. Like, where is it? I can't find it. Where'd you hide it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you hide your spit? But yeah, uh, at some point along the way, um, because we had the same childhood, you were just three years behind me. You know, we played all the same video games. We watched all the same shows we did all the same stuff at some point like it, it was the recipe for two best friends <laughs> like right. it, at some point and i don't know when it happened maybe you do but i totally you can't to talk friends. about it when you're done so the way i saw it or think about it is when we were really really young neither of us obviously really had friends or like close friends you have friends as a kid and you may even have like a best friend but you don't really have true actual friendships and so since we were always with each other since we slept in the same room since we were like two sides of the same coin in every situation we were friends naturally like just with video games and like saturday morning cartoons and like just real simple stuff and like me following you around and just asking questions and thinking you're the coolest and you being like, Oh, I'm the coolest. Then once in like, we started going to middle school and I'm not gonna, let's be honest. We kind of had, we were bad at middle school because neither of us were the most social and we had gone to a new middle school 
And so both of us really struggled to make friends. And I think that affected us as friends too. And so I think from there, we started really not liking each other. I think it was... <laughs> that's, that's, you know, we, we weren't really, we didn't really make a lot of friends, but we had like the same childhood. From there, we really didn't like each other. <laughs> like that's <laughs> not where I thought you were going with it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, in middle school and early high school, did not like each other uh just because i think we at the same time we were kind of getting friends but not many and since we started hanging out with them more and school became more of a taxing on your own thing we started hanging out less uh we still kind of had a friendship but i think that was also you became kind of more edgy and i became more annoying and so it was much easier for us to butt heads and then kind of break it off once you started I feel like it was your junior and senior year. Once you were at your end high school and you had consistent friends that you were regularly hanging out with and you had this like outlet, you started to <laughs> once mellow, I, once I, mellow once out I, a lot. Once I learned how to be a friend, I was your friend. <laughs> once we once we both learned to take a breath and chill out, we started becoming friends more. And then you went to college, and I think that's also really healthy, where it's like, yeah, we may have gotten sick of each other, so let's not hang out for, like, four months and then miss each other a lot. That's right. a good way to handle this. And then after that, that was just a recipe for for ultimate friendship. It's like how I became friends with uh, our both good current friend. We We really didn't like each other up until in Drumline, one someone made an anime reference and both of us kind of looked at each other and was like you you like you you know dragon ball z and the other one's like you know naruto and the other one's like yeah i mean what about these games and he's like i do like those games what about uh you like marvel i'm like i do he's like do we just become friends i'm like i think we did and we were best friends from then it's like uh, it's like step brothers do we just become yeah. best friends he hated me he legitimately hated me <laughs> before we instantly became best friends. Yeah, for us, it was only a matter of time. Like, honestly, like, two people have the exact same childhood. Like, it's only a matter of time. I was thinking of back when we were still friends, and this is What, you and I? Even... Yeah, I know. Now I hate you. Right? It's just the worst. But I remember one time we had just gotten Sly 3, and we were so excited because we were like, new Sly game, new Sly game. And they were like, go to bed. And we were like, aww. And so we went to bed. And then I wake up to you getting in trouble because it turns out you had woke up in the middle of the night, snuck over to the game room, and finished the first world without me because <laughs> uh, you wanted to keep playing. And I was super bummed that I missed it because I couldn't beat it on my own because i couldn't i just really struggled with that boss and so i never got to see the ending on my own but yeah we just you would have beaten it without me and then got grounded for like a day that sounds about right i was grounded a lot you were grounded hey next question keaton you were grounded so much as a kid and we're not going to get into why or the or any of that stuff. I didn't do any that? homework. 
I I guess we are getting into it. Yeah, I didn't do any homework. That's the main reason. It's basically you went to school and then did none of it. Ow, ow. I did this stuff at school. I just didn't do any of the stuff after school. Once I was home, I was home, and I didn't do anything. <laughs> did, did you do the stuff at school, though? I mean, yeah, because what else are you supposed to do? The only Sp example of... You did it out of boredom. I, I do remember um, in... Man, I remember the room I was in, but I don't remember the grade. It must have been, like, third or fourth grade. We had some, like, some assignment that we had to do at the end of each week. And, like, it was just, like, questions about our week and some, like, critical thinking questions and stuff. And there was one question each week that was, like, an essay type question and like it wasn't ever hard it was like third or fourth grade but it did require a little bit of thinking um and it, but it required more words than any of the other questions Ugh, my cat keeps attacking my foot but uh it was like a block of time that we had to work on this one thing so i'd answer the other questions then i'd just sit on that last question i'd be like hmm. Hmm, I don't know. And I just, I would just wait the time, wait the timer out, and then that's TKO, TKO the assignment. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's what a technical knockout is, but it was a technical technical knockout for that assignment. <laughs> that's interesting because that was at our first school too. If you were in third grade, yeah, that no, was way way was back. A, it definitely was at that first school that we won't name. We're not naming people. We won't name that one. I thought I thought you the one that started with an R. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I thought you yeah, started uh, becoming a troublemaker after that school. Oh, uh, that's actually the first. Like around that time was when I first stopped doing work. <laughs> and that became such a because I got that too. It became such a weird experience because I. I was totally fine doing my homework up until the end of high school. Like, I can't stress enough from, like, fourth grade to the end of high school. I was totally fine doing my homework so long as it was two minutes before it was due. Oh, yeah. No, I have definitely been a uh, last-minute person if I do do it, you know? <laughs> like, I would, I would be just slamming as fast as I could math equations before calculus would start and I would have done them a-okay the night before but I just refused I'd go okay no I'm gonna do this in the morning that's that's more fun that's what I prefer that's actually what I'm doing right now uh <laughs> tomorrow Great. tomorrow midnight is the due day due time for homework uh but it's nothing I can't finish if I start early in the day um Every other time, I've started it at, like, 6 and finished at, like, later. So, going to start early tomorrow. But, yeah, GameCube. GameCube was great. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, all that to say, GameCube is pretty cool. Now, Keaton, I would like to wrap it up with a final question. As we're wrapping up, the way we end this is that I'm going to ask you a question from a random question generator. I have no idea what it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be great. Keaton Leak, 
your closing question is, what's the most nightmarish creature you can imagine? Huh. Well, if it's from my own imagination, imagination doesn't have any bounds, right? So what I'm thinking is it would have to be a combination of the most nightmarish things I can think of that exist and maybe one or two that don't exist. So something, something that you can't quite understand the form of, you know, the general shape is mysterious. All right. But it has a face. All right. It, the, it, the eyes, it has eyes. But you can't really tell because they are oozing with some unknown fluid. Wouldn't it wouldn't be red. It would probably be black, uh, because nothing in the body is black. Uh, you know. Maybe it would have the voice of Garfield, I think. Um, <laughs> and on that note, folks, thank you so much for listening to this first and maybe last episode of my friends and i we'll find out together uh keaton could you give our our popularly known signing off slogan what's up everybody thank you for coming back joining me welcome to my friends uh hello i messed it up uh <laughs> till next time everyone I don't like that. I want to try again. What's up? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>